0: Welcome to Beer and a Movie, the podcast where we combine two of the greatest art forms known to humanity, beer and movies, sometimes achieving outstanding pairings, and other times giving ourselves the opportunity to wash the terrible taste of failure from our mouths. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Dave Gurney. I'm here, as always, with... It's Joe Hilliard. And we have a returning guest. Oh, this was my favorite.
1: (laughs) You say that every week now, don't you? well i I change <laughs> the person in front of me is my favorite person. I'm your
2: favorite returning guest this week that's right he, he's, oh, he's your then. favorite returning
0: guest and favorite co-founder of the of the uh, podcast,
2: right my I mean, name's he's... ethan thompson and, and now I just come in and mess stuff up
0: nah, that's right not he's, at all. he's the upsetter he's, <laughs> he's he's the guy who who we bring to shake things up um and boy, are we gonna shake things up this week because we we got a couple films that uh well, you know, we're doing the sight and sound thing, folks. Yeah. Anybody who's been listening the past Continues. few weeks knows that we're we're making our way through those top 10 films on that most recent uh, rundown of that critics and, and filmmakers poll that Sight and Sound does. So we're going to be getting to that, but we're also looking at a newer film from a director who has one of those films on there. So that's kind of the pairing this week. But uh, b- before we jump into the films, we always like to get some beer in our glasses. And maybe as I'm doing this, actually, we can even um, talk a little bit about uh, about what what all went down just recently with the Oscars, because we've love been it. talking about that. Yeah, love it. Um but but before we get to any movie talk, let me just say we're going to be drinking on the first half of this episode something from Untitled Art, a favorite uh, brewery of ours yeah, over their the our 5 timers club.
1: Yeah. Um <laughs>
0: so so they can't come in again, <laughs> but but they're going to stay there. And this is their barrel aged double fudgy brownie stout. Oh. It is 14.2% oh, alcohol by volume. We're we're just going to be drinking one 16 ounce can. Which is probably for the best here. Um, yeah, between the three of us. What's the ABV? Uh, fourteen point two. Oh God. Yeah. All right. Let's Do we have yeah. calories? <laughs> All right. Don't think about There's that. There's none on the can. You know, you gotta. <laughs> you're gonna exercise after this, right? Um. Uh, but but I'm gonna crack this open, get some in my glass, send it around. Um. But as I'm doing that, yeah. I mean, if you're listening when we release this, it will have just been about three days since the uh, Oscars yeah. ceremony had gone down. Um, not a ton of surprises necessarily,
1: but a lot of uh, a lot of kind of expected wins. I think. Yeah, it was a pretty safe. Uh, I would almost say blandish episode. Uh, Oscar ceremony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After last year's big rigmarole right
0: uh, which well, got referenced a little bit yeah. not you know not not a ton but not, Kim, Kimmel,
1: not any bad
2: bad jokes based on you no know, several wrong. several eh. bad jokes they had to have some yeah
0: yeah i mean there, there were there were some you know typical kind of oscary jokes um not, nothing too outstanding but i agree joe it was good. as far as the cer- as the ceremony itself went pretty bland um it was really about getting to see these award winners yeah. and and hear their a lot, of the crit-
1: a lot of the commentary after the fact was that uh, several of the um, the uh, speeches given by some of the winners were very emotional. That was the truth. I uh, I have to say that when, um, help me with his name. Kihoi Kwan. How would you know I was going to say him? He His speech, yeah, it got my allergies going a little Aww. bit. It, it really did. Because, yeah. I mean, I was about to have backlash because every, t- every time he gets up, he's so manic and da 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 Yeah. A little bit of a shtick maybe, but no, I I think that's probably him. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed his speech a lot. And a lot of like um, speeches that I enjoy, uh, if I can do this, you can do this. Don't give up on like your dreams, your thoughts. If you have filmmaking desire, do it, pursue it. I like that kind of thing. But yeah, this is the year for me where it's really just, the Oscars aren't fun, if you're looking for surprises or because it, it seems like all of the winners are just pre-known already. <laughs> like, we, well, it, we knew yeah. when you see these different guild award ceremonies, um, the same people winning over and over and over you can kind of guess that that's where it's going to be and you always have in the back of your mind if there's going to be an upset it would probably be and it looked like um all quiet on the western front might have been poising itself for a bit of an upset yeah won a lot of the technical stuff which deservedly so yeah uh did it win score yes yes yeah it yeah.
0: did. good score too i mean even just that clip they played of it
1: during i'm like mm-hmm. oh yeah
0: that was a really Really good mm-hmm. score. Yeah, but
1: I mean, you thing. and I both called every everything, everywhere, all at once our favorite movie of last year. Or so, I was
2: disappointed and surprised. I'll be honest with you. I thought that uh, I thought that Fablemans was going to win, but I wasn't paying attention to the other awards that had gone on. I guess, but I thought it was like. Steven Spielberg sent me autographs. Well, coming off the Google. Golden Globes, it looked good because it, yeah. it had
0: won. I mean, he won director, and did it win film? I, I, but it was it was definitely in the mix there yeah. in a way that it, it. But then those Guild Awards, it kind of
2: trailed off. It didn't really win. Maybe they've got enough young people now voting that it's, <laughs> that well, is how, not going to go to the Spielberg middle of the road type thing.
0: Yeah, I think there's part of that, and then there's always the game of these awards are yes for work that's done in that particular year but they're often much more about the entire career or where that person is in their career and spielberg is somebody who has gotten the awards gotten the praise Mm -hmm. already sits high on that pedestal and i think for a lot even people who probably love the film you know when it comes down to do we recognize these young emerging talents who have done something that everybody's buzzing about and got people to go to the theaters and, and see it. Or do we give it to a guy who made a somewhat,
2: yeah. you know, what,
0: and I, well, I, call me old
2: fashioned.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: But <laughs>
2: I'd give it to the best movie, and I think that was *Fable*. Well, it's not everything, everywhere, all at once. But that's me. I hey, I'm and I'm glad that uh, it has the, the supporters like you. But I wasn't upset. Up I wasn't upset. I think it's cool that a crazy movie with hot dog fingers and everything. Yeah. won. that's cool. I support that. I don't, yeah. it's not. I'm not butthurt hurt about it. I'm glad you're not.
1: I'm glad you're not. Yeah. And again, no surprises. Happy for the outcome. I guess it's time to reload for yeah. next year's analysis. But yeah. again, it's just you know, I'd like to see something in there that doesn't that shakes it up, you know. And it, yeah. nothing was shook up. So anyway,
0: no, no. I I, I think you're right. <laughs> we, we didn't can... want
2: any shakeups after last year. I think you are yeah. pretty pretty happy to be. Well, yeah,
0: that kind of shakeup. Yeah, I, uh, it'll be interesting. Um, we we can we can maybe uh, talk some yeah. more after we'll hours. Go into more detail. Uh, about some of our thoughts on particular winners or losers or, you know, whatever. uh, That sounds good.
1: Yeah. um, Well, you mentioned, David, that we are doing our Sight and Sound catch-up series, so we will be discussing a film from the director who put out two films in 2022. Uh, The only film of Claire Denis that we have done here on the show is High Life, which I think we all universally regarded as very, very good, very entertaining. Uh, Robert Pattinson slightly shocking yeah but certainly entertaining yeah. very very much um in uh, so she released two films I have only seen in 2022 I only saw one of them David I know that you saw both the other mm-hmm. one Stars at Noon will not be discussing although I'm sure you might talk about that a little bit if I had to guess. It might come up. Um, but the film that we are discussing, she released uh, this year, is called Both Sides of the Blade. It also was released in America as the as the film Fire, which is... What?
0: So yeah. they, well, I, if I read correctly what happened, it seems like it was ready. It was, as they were preparing it for release, it was under the title Fire, and I think like the... And I can't remember who the distributor is, but whoever it was had maybe even um, put out some like hmm. preliminary uh, publicity material, naming it that. But then when it actually did premiere at its first festival, I think Denis herself came out and was like, no, it is not called fire and it will not be called fire. It's, it's going to be called something else. So, uh,
1: But this is a film set in Paris, right? Paris? Yeah. And it stars Juliette Binoche and Vincent Linden, who we talked about last year, about this time in the movie Titane. Yes. He's the guy that uh, is doing the... Um, the uh, the kind of surrogate father figure. Right, yeah. To, to the Titane character. Yeah. Uh, they play a married couple who very clearly seem to be in love. But early in the film, we learned that um, he was previously married and she was in a relationship with Francois, played by Gregory, Gregor Colin. Um, and after seeing him on the street, uh, he does not see her. She sees him. Uh, did I mention that this is an ex-lover of hers that she, she left? We know
2: pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. yeah, that she left to be with her husband now of 10 years. Um, she, something awakens in her, desires feelings, and uh, they get into, the three of them, a bizarre love triangle. Ah, huh? <laughs> God, <laughs> nicely done, yeah. Stick around we'll, after we'll hours. We'll be talking about concerts after hours. we talking time. a little New Order in after hours today. Um. And as these kinds of sticky, messy love triangles tend to be, the, the tend to happen. There is a lot of emotion, a lot mm-hmm. of, uh, of 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 of. Uh, it's called an erotic an erotic film, but I I didn't see a lot of eroticism there necessarily. I I, I I wouldn't know, define I it well, as we, such. But um, a lot of simmering feelings come to the yes, surface yeah. as the three of them. Uh, work out what's it going to be now that there's been a little bit of cheating here and there. Uh, I failed to mention that Francois, the one that she takes as a lover, uh, and and her husband are now going to go into business together. Uh, He is a uh, kind of a... Former rugby player. Yeah, he's an estranged husband from his previous relationship, has got a son that he is estranged from. There is undercurrent conversations of racism and um, international refugee issues. So, I mean, the film kind of is tackling a lot. But the central theme here, the central action here, is this love triangle between the three stars. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, to me, I mean,
0: I'm not surprised to hear that it has been labeled as a an erotic uh r- romance of, of some sort because there there are some fairly uh explicit Fair. graphic yeah, sex say. scenes going on at, at various times. I mean, a- as you set up, Joe, I mean early on in the film, uh you know, Benoche, Sarah is is her character's name and Lyndon Jean, they are we see them on vacation, yeah. right? Like it's sort of uh, basking in the the beauty of this this lovely sea that they're yeah, this they're... midlife love
1: affair, yes. right? Swimming yeah, right? Yeah, no, the blue I mean water it, it, constantly in embrace. I the, love seeing
2: Juliette Binoche because she's you know like, she's absolutely right? gorgeous.
0: Yes, and, and and you're right. I I had to look it up. She's not quite sixty. She's but getting, she's getting there, close though, and has retained her youthful beauty in a in a way that's almost. Uh, scary like very few people get to hold on to it that way
2: but when people hear or say erotic whatever yeah you want to you know what does that mean to them well sex yeah sure and but maybe sex and like well if you're used to that word being applied to like terrible movies like basic instinct or whatever right like young people and Pushing the lines sex. off, pushing and, lines, pushing, pushing the lines often yeah. of nudity. For, yeah. But for this, this movie is about passions and love and sex and desire and how it can uh, spark uncontrollable behavior. It seems like to me. Yeah. And then at the same time, I don't know. I, I found it interesting some of those sex scenes, how like off-putting they were. For like at least one person in the <laughs> yeah <laughs> right like yeah, yeah yeah the eroticism isn't always mutual in some of these scenes but i think there is a erotic charge in this film
0: yeah yeah so i mean you start out with a couple in love seemingly like yeah. enjoying this like you're saying kind of like this you know uh middle-aged romance
1: in their apartment together they gaze at one another yeah but there's a quick change. there's a Big quick change, yeah, right? Yeah, one of the big quick chinks in the armor I was referring to was the idea that he has to ask her for the credit card yeah. for money. Right. Because it turns out his finances are in a little bit of a shambles. And well, he she spent s- 10 years in prison, right? Or, oh, right? or was it 10 years? I don't know. But he had, he had done a term in prison. A while. I can mess you up. And um, that that could be emasculating. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, that, that could... Uh, for some couples, create a power dynamic right. uh, that might put someone lower than another. Yeah, and um, I think that, like, to me, I that's I immediately saw that she felt a level of power that allowed her to pursue this other th- interest.
2: See, for me, it was that scene where she sees him; she's like loses all control when she when sees she first, Francois. When, yeah. when she goes to the opening. And it's just party. like, oh my! I agree. I mean, not even before that, when oh, she just when she recognizes sees him on the him, motorcycle on yes. the street. Oh yes. right! right. Oh, I like didn't see hyper-ventilating, her hyperventilating, okay. basically. You know. Yeah. And then, but what I like about this movie then is like the guy is so underwhelming, <laughs> right? Like he sparks this in her, but
0: well, it's about their past. It's about you know, it's which about this we don't
2: see eroticism and human beings and how people spark chemistry amongst each other that. You know is there for some mysterious reason right you know? right right and yes past
0: and can go away yes and i can go I, away it, it it's it's interesting because i think you know this and i'll i'll be blunt here right i i like this film i think it's i think it's a really interesting love triangle it's a love triangle film right you have the the current husband the former lover they're in business together or they're gonna try to be in business right. together. It's just kinda getting off the sports ground, agency. starting a sports agency where, you know, um where
2: Jean is gonna be the scout because he's a former player and he has the Did you I have to say, like for me I kept thinking that was like I was supposed to think maybe this whole thing was shady.
0: Yeah, I like, mean, or
2: they're playing with that with your, so you're not quite sure what to understand. Well, it's
0: certainly a little weird when he's being cagey about, like, oh, I'm going, yeah, to meet him. Doing. We're going to see this stuff. Well, why can't you just say what you're doing? Like, yeah. you no, know, you know, I'll be gone. Well, when you're coming back, you know. And he's being very cagey about it. But then when she starts doing what she does, I understood his, It's yeah. <laughs> like you know, he's Keep like her
2: that hell away from friends. That's
0: right. I think he <laughs> rightly suspected that if she were to connect with him again, that it may become a place. But he also, I mean, it's, it's an interesting tightrope to walk, right? Because I think he knows that probably on some level, doesn't want that to happen, and yet knows that this is going to be such a part of his life that she's going to have to be aware of it and, and engaged mm-hmm. with it at some extent. So he does sort of begrudgingly say, okay, come to the opening of the office. Let's, you know, we're going to have this party. But then he kind of keeps his distance from her at the party.
1: But interestingly, the information that we're telegraphed from the filmmaker is, as you say in this opening sequence, that they're very, very much in love and that we're not going to assume that a glance of a former lover could center into this, you know, quivering, right, right, situation. In the international scene, uh, Claire Denis film release is a big deal. So uh, another one from this uh, auteur whose magnum opus arguably we'll be discussing in the second half. If you consider the films we've now done here on Beer in a Movie, it's High Life mm-hmm. and this one. And if these are the only two films that I've seen from this director, I would create the the, the assumption that it's she's not in, interested in giving us all the answers. No. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just spoiler alert. Maybe we'll see that in the second half of of tonight's episode. Yeah. Um, That being said, my criticism of the movie is a frustration in a lot of uh, 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 untied loose ends. Okay, okay. Um, The relationship with the sun. Yeah. The idea of uh, that in her uh, her uh, her job, her her career is seemingly like an NPR whatever France's version of yeah, NPR kind yeah. like, like a into social, issues a, a a social, social bit. issue yeah. either podcast or radio program, I'm assuming radio program. Right. And these social issues I thought when we see her at her job for the first time and we see that they're discussing this um, unrest in, in Lebanon. Yeah, yeah, that that's gonna weave in somehow. Not that Lebanese might show up, but just the idea that there's—I mean—and and they do uh, the idea that um, his the, the husband's son from a previous relationship is mixed race, and and the son talks a lot about being black in in you know in, in some of the struggles and yeah. in, that he has felt, but none of that really gets tied up into I, anything. Yeah. I
2: like that. You like the I'm fact with you. that it doesn't get tied in because I feel like we're just seeing character glimpses. We're like, none of that shit matters. Mm. Right? Like, I mean, okay. Well, but it, what it I matters. mean by that is it, it doesn't matter about the love relationship right. and her loss of control. It matters in terms of setting it in this moment, which there's references to COVID. Yes. I mean, it's in v- the Lebanon, Lebanon stuff in particular that they reference the ex- big explosion that happened. Like, it's in a very specific moment, and yet that. Eroticism that lost love, regained whatever, like that transcends all of that stuff yeah. for me. I yeah. like that. Then, I like then that. why
1: include it? Why devote screen time to things that don't matter to the no, central No, but that's core what so of of that does pop. matter
2: because it's that's it. That the point that this transcends all that you can have a, a movie that is specific, set in a moment, but the things that go on with human beings transcend all yeah. that stuff, and it doesn't have to like get wrapped up in those things, even though this person. You know knows about. I, I don't have the answer for why it's in there, but for me, I just appreciated that it didn't all like come together in some big way. The son gets shot by a cop or something. I do right. no, know. No, I'm not
1: looking for that. No, no, I, that, I Yeah, that would be on the nose and very American, you know. But that was, but,
2: yeah, but so that's why, I mean,
1: you know. That so might be movie, the inciting be incident stuff that, that brings them up, back, I guess. Yeah, that could be the inciting but I think incident that's... that brings them back together. When I'm not <laughs> looking for that. If it was,
2: uh, what was the movie that won? Speaking of the Oscars, uh, in 2005, the movie about racism in Los Angeles. Crash, crashed, the all-time worst movie to win. Yeah. yeah. If it was Crash, that, all those things would happen. Right.
1: I, I will reveal what Crash beat because I, I can't remember. <laughs> oh, my head. Uh, it, it beat,
2: yeah, good movies. Yeah. I yeah. think it beat. We'll um, talk about that in hours. It uh, Brokeback Mountain, I think.
0: Yeah, that might be. It, yeah, I, I think what, what you're saying, Ethan, I, I agree with. Like, this is a different approach to storytelling that does not – demand that everything that gets put out there gets sort of wrapped up with a with a pretty bow and i appreciate that i think it is something that is part of claire Denise's style she tends to yes there's kind of a central conflict in in most cases but then there'll be these like life is going on it isn't Mm -hmm. that like it isn't that you enter a love triangle and that's the only thing you focus on and it's like You You also have to go to work. You also have right. You also (laughs) can't get alone or whatever it is. You're you're in a little bit of a conflict with your mom, who's been the caretaker for that son, who you don't quite have the same. You know, you're not on the same page with. And those things aren't going to resolve necessarily, even as your relationship crumbles and there's maybe a finality to that. The other stuff still goes on. So when I, you're
2: on vacation and you're floating in the water and you're just like you're holding your wife and everything's yeah. amazing, that's the only moment, right? Right. So I don't know. I th- I, I think that is it's definitely different um,
0: than than what we expect from from Hollywood films for sure. But even American independent films, I mean, I think that it does have a more kind of dispersed, you know, focus than than what most people would say. But I think. It does. By the end of it, fairly clearly, boil I, I really down like
2: the to ending that. too. I, lo- I like the way it was ended. What what Very did you? Modern moment, you know, just, yeah. Like, wipe the cell phone. Get everything off of it. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah.
0: Well, it's like, do you take that as her? Like this is a a an. Att- she's trying
2: to stay away from Fran- Francois, but being she's screwed. She see that sees that guy again. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it takes. Yeah. You can try to get, wipe your cell phone and not have his numbers, but yeah it's chance it's, meeting who knows
0: and i and i really i i like leading up to that the kind of the 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 sort of back and forth where you know when he uh when Jean really kind of you know realize no this is gone like they're in a relationship and and he tries to just cut the tie but then he still comes back to her there when she's in the bath and is like okay you know maybe we could make this work (laughs) and and, and, because that that feels real to me i mean Mm. like people like in the moment you're very decisive it feels like yes you've gone too far i need to we're cutting this off this is no longer a thing well maybe we can make this work and it's just there was something very real about their relationship that as much as it, at the beginning the, you get that false sense like oh they're perfectly happy together and then this thing comes in and kind of interrupts that as it goes on I kind of realize well that thing was always there it wasn't even mm-hmm. something that j- just got introduced it was something that they had been kind of covering over for many years and it was easy to easier to do when Francois was gone you know not in present in their lives but now that he's back it, it's going to be impossible
2: not to have to deal with so i
0: don't, I don't know i I I,
2: I, I I know that i please understand i do not want to go off on this tangent but i <laughs> I'll, found i'll it, be the judge of this okay, you, you'll i bet you'll join me on this tangent um i found myself thinking i never in a million years would see an american film with this subject matter right now like there's not going to be a hollywood film about middle-aged people in a love triangle like this it's
1: it's, th- it's not a comedy
2: it's not no. a fucking Marvel movie. I mean, it is it is a movie for grown-ups about grown-ups. And thank goodness other people in different countries are making these kinds of movies. And you have to... If you want something that's a little more complex and ambiguous and still about thinking about life and telling a story, maybe you have to... Try a little bit harder. I love this tangent. I love this tangent.
1: (laughs) Uh, Aislinn asked uh, if she could choose the Valentine's movie outing, and we went to go see Magic Mike Last Dance. And I I said it here. I'll say it again. Stupid, entertaining, fun. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But stupid. If you're going to sexualize anything, it has to be a comedy. It has to be um, dopily eroticized, Mm -hmm. a la Magic Mike, a comedy, a la. Help me. I, some nothing's leaping to mind, but if we, I want to say, I'm not thinking of anything. Any Blockers, or the, are you thinking the, like teen sh- sex comedy? Yeah, it's you, teen sex comedy. I'm trying to think of 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 adult. It's, uh, text well, us, DM us. What? what you are, know what, what? You know what are he's we're trying not to getting say. wrong. Um or Marriage Story recently, although th- there's no affairs going on there, but it that, that was a movie for adults about adults. Yeah. Um. But but yeah. no, if you're gonna put eroticism or attempt to put eroticism into a movie, uh, we're not getting that these days. Right. And it's, I'm not even gonna say the Marvel movie thing because you know if you we just it's had the Academy Awards, that, Tar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We could list the rest of the movies on there that that were adult in theme but yeah. not superheroes. But nothing like this. You're absolutely right, and I. I, I why? So just there's you no, know, mar- there's, there's, no mar- there's no there's yeah, no
2: market watch for it. it. You know, there's there no- is over there, I guess. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> well, and it, but also, like, let's let's be honest. I mean, that this isn't like a blockbuster film in France <laughs> right. either. I mean, this is a French independent film, which I think there are American independents that may go into similar. But I think it's hard. I think I think you're I think you're right to the extent that I think that still in the European film market, you can do a film like this at this scale with this kind of story, middle-aged, um, you know, people with sex lives, th- dealing with their personal passions and that, you know, I, I think that can happen. I think in the American independent scene, it's probably a tougher, um, story to tell. And I think, you know, there's lots of different reasons for that, but, um, but whatever it is, I think you need kind of a hook, and I don't know yeah, that love no triangle is enough of a hook yeah. to J- get somebody Judd to tell movies. Know, no, knocked up, forty-year-old version forty-year-old
1: virgin. He's forty, which is a great movie. Knocked up, they're younger than that, but but uh, adult yes. adults our age. This right. is forty. Yeah. Yeah. This is forty.
2: Yeah. I'm waiting for this is fifty because it's time.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is right. Yeah, I think uh, Carlos was right. here during the Bammies and Although, said that uh, the bubble was the nail in Judd Apatow's I don't coffin. Even know what that well, is. and I and I called
0: that my most disappointing film of the year. Right, it's Judd and, Apatow's
1: movie from last year that was see, just
0: really, really—it was straight Netflix, to Netflix. It's oh, really bad. Okay. Yeah.
2: It. Oh, because it's about friends that create their own little COVID bubble. No, it's, it's a about movie a film set. that's being made oh. in the COVID era.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, it's, but it, but now that you bring this up, it, it does frustrate me, and I guess that's maybe helps explain why I really enjoyed this movie as much as I did, because it felt so different than most of the movies I'm seeing that are getting released,
2: right? Well, that, and I like will say, films. I mean, because we opened by talking about it, Fablemans is a movie that is dealing with grown-up, middle, middle-aged love, desire, yeah. but— encased within, you know, a similar children's of story. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But it was there. No, you're right. Which is you're what, right. for me, kind of elevated it to the next level. And Seth Rogen's greatest work. Yeah. There we, it all comes back to Seth Rogen. Right.
1: <laughs> As all things should. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, uh, I, okay. So you like this movie a lot. I I was I underwhelmed. I hear you. But I would recommend it if you're looking for. If you have a mind for foreign film, this is yeah. certainly yeah. worth seeing. Well, and and I'm gonna repeat myself
0: here, but Juliette Binoche is yeah. just. She's got to be one of my. Top. Aaron's out
1: of town. Did you watch this alone? <laughs> <one>? <laughs> I did. Okay. Uh, but I'ts all making easily
0: sense. one of my top screen crushes of all time. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Have I you guys did. done the red
2: the trilogy? The red white On, and blue? I yeah. have no. I haven't. Oh. No. Oh, maybe we should. You I should go yeah. back. To, she's in blue, I she's think. She's in blue. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh Julie Delpy, Julie she's in, in white, white. Yeah, and
2: I can't remember. Who's yeah, bad. so I mean, great films, and, yeah. and you know, and thirty years ago.
0: Well, that's the thing, but that that's what blows my mind is when I was starting to love films, you know, or start to seek out different films in the nineties. Juliette Binoche was in a number of those films that were like, oh, this is a different approach. These mm-hmm. are like richer, deeper, and there she was. this beautiful. Then you know, twenty something, maybe. And now I'm seeing her as an almost six year old woman and I am still just as mm-hmm. enraptured with am Just like she's beautiful. And Lyndon himself he's a good looking guy for he's close to that age, you know, he's mm-hmm. maintained himself. It's it's great to see like role models. I'm like, uh-huh. okay, look, okay, I, wow, get, yeah. I get another 15 years, but, you maybe. Know, it's all I get can... red wine over there. <laughs> there that's what I, I need. The Mediterranean diet. is yes. what you're Saying, yeah. Well, in dry.
1: America, we don't do red wine. We do uh, barrel age, double fudgy brownie stuff. <laughs> Very nicely done. Oh my
0: God, Joe! I think this is explaining so much right
1: now. I expected this to pour black as oil because the can itself is black. You know how on a, you know, I'm not talking about the label. I'm talking about the top of the can is usually the, uh, on, you know, silver aluminum. Yeah. This one is black as night. Um, this was so good it's and good. so well
0: executed. I mean, when when it comes to these dessert stouts, it's just or pastry stout. It's
1: not a thin thing with a tiny taste of chocolate. This no, is this a, is like brownie batter. It's it, like tastes, it tastes Hershey like drinking Hershey syrup. Like it, I mean, it, better batter. than that.
0: It 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 feels like somebody made a batch of you know brownie batter and then like got something a little bit more liquidy in there you know maybe added some water to thin it out just enough so that you could sip it because that's kind of where it is it's very thick it's very rich it's very decadent um yeah and anybody who is a fan of the pastry stout i think would be doing themselves a disservice to not Seek this seek one, this one out. out. Yeah.
1: Where did you find it? Was this a gift? I think this was a Daniel
0: beer. That we we have a few of those. We have Daniel kind of... on the show. We say his name every week. I, we will invite him. Okay. I I feel like he doesn't want to talk on the mic, but he...
1: barrel aged double fudgy brownie stout, fourteen point two barrel aged imperial stout with milk sugar, cocoa, nibs, Belgian candy syrup. Oh. Uh, You know what And since they say it I want to say it The artwork on the can Is by Stephanie Heyman they huh. always do that on their can. They give yeah. a tribute to the artist. It's a cool. We've got yeah. a, one of uh, South Texas' finest silkscreen artists here in this room with us tonight. <laughs> so we should probably give a little shout out to the artist. Yeah. I, I'm glad that we did this film. Yeah. Uh, and again, mm-hmm. Claire Denis, a release by her two in a year, is a very special year.
0: Yeah. So, they, I mean, how was I, Stars? I was going to say, more. maybe I'll talk about it on After Hours okay. a little bit. Um, but, you know, they, I think we picked the stronger film okay. of her 22, 2022 mm-hmm. releases um but the other one's worth seeing too i think stars at noon is on hulu if anybody's a subscriber i think it, w- it wouldn't be a bad use of an evening to to watch it
1: another adult drama i think that but uh, she's she's a director you know i know we'll get into this in the second half but she's a director worth uh, like having on your calendar when her stuff comes out and yeah. just watching the the evolution of her artistic expression
0: and I will say that based on my finally watching this film that we're going to talk about in the second half, which, as you said earlier, is maybe her magnum opus or the one that she's best known for, and, and certainly number seven right,
1: top film of all time, um,
0: that I'm glad I finally got around to it. And it's making me realize I need to go back through the entire filmography and watch everything. But mm-hmm. w- w- I'm getting ahead of myself because we need to talk about that film that's already in that top 10 when we get back from the break.
1: And we're back.
0: We are, yeah. It's it's uh, it's an exciting time to be on beer and a movie. It really, because is. we're doing these sight and sound
1: films. And All of a sudden, I got this like injection of weird energy. Yeah, uh, David. Uh, yeah. During the break, I'm going to tell you that when Carlos was on for the Bammies episode just a few episodes ago, he t- took you to task because he thought that you were done with that unnamed beer subscription service yeah but you've admitted that you've got these seller beers that you just can't shake
0: yeah it's it's funny as much as i gave away a bunch i that you know i still have a few of these kind of lurking in cabinets this one in the refrigerator um for the last few months um that's uh you know
1: uh I gotta quit it. This has been your, in your cellar for a few months.
0: Well, that one has been around for almost four years well, now. Well, I'm gonna read this yeah. drink wow. fresh! Yeah, exclamation yeah. <laughs> point. Well, all, that's
1: all caps do not age. That,
0: well, that's why I feel bad about this one. I'm, go, I'm gonna come right back. We'll be out. the judge of that.
1: That's right. Uh, that's our job. Okay, well, we're, uh, Bottle Logic Brewing is we're no stranger to them. Yeah. We've had them a couple of times, but this is a collab that they did with Cycle Brewing right. out of St. Petersburg, Florida. It's called Strike with a, with a lightning bolt as the yeah. I. Bourbon Barrel Age. It's a double Imperial Stout episode. Double... Ba- double. Let me start over. Bourbon Barrel Age Imperial Stout with raspberries. Coconut nibs. Coconut nibs? Coconut nibs. That's not a word, David. Co- do Cocoa they have that or are you reading that in properly? David, okay. I'm a little tipsy okay, from that right. first beer the, that yeah, we the had.
0: Yeah, the 14.2 got you. Well, this one's only thirteen. Cocoa nibs 5. and vanilla right.
1: beans, so it's a oh, the thirteen point five shouldn't affect me yeah. at all. But I'm but it is twenty two ounces. Session beer. Curious about this notion that we sh- that you should not have aged it, David, and I'm disappointed in you. Well, thank you. I I, I need disappointment uh, to be directed at me at all oh, times. It's, it's it's part po- of my masochism. Long pour, term listeners will remember
2: that I probably still hold hold the record for bringing the skunkiest beer to an episode. We
0: actually we Did actually. Um we we helped to to um write that wrong. Really? We yeah. had Hitachino Ness oh. on our last episode. And it wasn't five years it's old. It no, wasn't five years old. <laughs> and we got the white ale and it we don't know exactly how old it was, but it was tasty and it it's was fantastic. And so yes, we, we felt I'm glad you're felt right. Felt like it came full circle. I mean, David Ethan, week. pour this oh, wow. and take a whiff That's because great. we have
1: to talk about the aroma of okay. this beer.
0: Yeah. I, I hope it hasn't turned. Oh wow. What well, is that? What's happening? oh is it is there something off about it I'm not sure I'm waiting on your expert Ooh, what is that I mean that's the berry right um, yeah there you go Because raspberries is. yeah okay. well, and that would be the thing I'd be worried might die off actually so th- I think it's okay I the vanilla the cocoa and the raspberry I'm definitely getting the raspberry on the nose I'm smelling coconut okay. coconut <laughs>
1: coconut <laughs> alright we've been talking about this site is that, that sound is somewhere list. near Aruba in Jamaica I think so <laughs> hey baby why don't we go straight to sight and sound we have already tackled two of the seven films two or three that we haven't done before right i'm just gonna read this list to you david do you mind go for it uh starting at the bottom singing in the rain we'll be doing that yet to do in two weeks alongside john wick i think we've decided because that makes sense yeah uh, fighting in the rain the ninth in the rain. best film of all time man with a movie camera 1922 we're gonna do that with Tetris the uh, hey uh, so about uh, the about the Russian based uh, video game I did not know that existed Exciting. yeah it's coming out in a couple of, it's coming out in three weeks and uh, the Game Boy the original Game Boy the Tetris that was the shit man it was Number eight film best film of all time Mulholland Drive. We have not paired this that yet. That is so weird to me. But we're doing that next well, week. Why did uh,
0: that? It made it that high. I mean, why not Blue Velvet? It's a good question. But we've done Blue Velvet though. We have. So we won't be doing right. that with it. Sorry. But with the number Something
1: seven best film of all time. The film we'll be discussing next. Beau Travail. Mm. Uh, it's number six. Two thousand and one. In Space Odyssey. Number five. In the Mood for Love. We did that a couple weeks ago. Number four. Tokyo Story. We did that last week. Number three. Citizen Kane. What? Best film of all time? What? Citizen Kane.
2: Never heard of it. Number two, <laughs> Vertigo.
1: And number one, Jean Dillman with a lot of words mm. after that, which we'll be doing in four weeks. <laughs> yeah. Alongside something. We That's how we're going
0: to close it out
1: there. So we're discussing, David, tonight the seventh best film of all time, according to many prestigious right. people. Beau Travai, right? This so. is what
2: li- lists like this you are good to argue over. Yeah. And also... To see stuff that you never would anyway. They're good otherwise. starting points. Right, fantastic. That's right, good starting points. It, it, it absolutely
0: we can we can quibble over the placement and whether or not this one belongs there and this one doesn't. But uh, bottom line is, if it gets you to watch a film, I look at that as a win. You know, especially if it's one that's maybe a little bit. Uh, more challenging, and that you probably wouldn't just stumble upon. Right. Uh, you know, you, you'd have to make the deliberate effort. But I will say, for those who are interested, if you're playing along at home, Beau Travail is available on HBO Max. If anybody yes. uh, wants that, so if you if you already have that subscription, that platform, it's right there waiting for you. And what it is, it is a 1999 film directed by Claire Denis and also um, co-written. the The screenplay was co-written by her and Jean-Paul Fargo. It is an adaptation from what i understand very loose because i have not read billy bud but it is based Uh. on herman melville's unfinished novella yeah billy bud which i i did a little tiny bit of reading just to understand what the connection was there every Um, point ahead
1: of critic wants to tie this to billy bud and makes very long really about well i mean and
0: she's i think Overt about that. Yes, this is based on that. It's you know it was inspired by that, um, but but the novella itself was not finished in his lifetime, and it was put to. It's been put together retrospectively by scholars um, who, who've looked at it, and there's mm-hmm. several different versions. I think there's like a most agreed upon version that's out there that includes most of what people want, but there's like a prologue that exists that has been in some versions that people are clear like Melville never wanted that to see the light of day. Yeah, or, you know all episode. those
2: versions. Dramatically shorter than Moby Dick, I'm sure. Yes, I think so. so it's a novella. Yeah. Got to
0: that going for him,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Head over to Nantucket, that area, if you want some real Melville yeah. worship. The,
0: the basic idea here is that you know, in both Billy Budd and in this film, Beau Travai, yeah. there is sort of a, you know, there, there's a triangle here. Um, Another but, triangle. But not exactly, well, maybe. <laughs> it yeah, may be a for sure. a love triangle. For sure, for sure there's. Um, that, that here, um, what we have is Galoup. The uh, sort of he he is a adjutant chef, uh, which is sort of sergeant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sort sort of correlates Mm -hmm. to a sergeant, kind of a mid-level officer over um, a a group of. um, What do you you call French legionnaires. They are. They're foreign French legion, uh, French foreign legion folks. Um, They're in
2: Djibouti, which is, you know, sort of. uh, Western, no, Eastern Africa. I got to yeah. give a shout out real quick yeah. because my son, to get two days ago, was he in? Djibouti? Sailed past Djibouti between Yemen and Djibouti. Oh wow! Was he going into the Red Sea? Was he's that... he's on the way front to eventually Korea, but wow. apparently now, as I was thinking, this is a real hotbed for pirates now. Absolutely, it, yeah, extremely. So it's kind of so, interesting to see this in like Djibouti in yeah. ninety nine. Yeah, we need this. French Foreign Legion back there, I guess, maybe. I, I don't g- know. Maybe. Maybe not.
1: Um, but Juliette Binoche was Djibouti that David <laughs> was most into it, in oh, 1980. Oh, somebody Nobody is going to
0: say it. Come on, you son of a bitch. No, uh, but <laughs> Denis Levant plays Galoup, who, who's that sort of mid-tier sergeant. Um, there is uh, Commandant Commandant Forestier, uh, played by Michel Subor, who is sort of the the you know the higher the Colonel up, Kurtz. right? The, <laughs> well, yeah, but he's not that far off the rails, is he? No. Anyway, we'll yeah. talk more about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and, and so who he's he, the commanding to, officer of this, uh, right? Yeah. And then you have you know the young recruits or the, or, the, or the ones who are being trained, and among them is one legionnaire, uh, Gilles Centaine, played by Gregoire Colin. Who was in uh, both sides of the blade as Francois? Right. So you Wow. Know, as, a, as a much older man. Really? Yeah, that was him. Yeah. Wow. Um. So you know, twenty-four years oh. difference. He he was a younger guy there. Yeah. The, the, just a a, a reed of a fellow. Um. In that. But nonetheless, you you know, we're getting this dynamic between these three characters primarily through the eyes of Galoop, who's the narration, sort of our narrator, yeah, the, right? Retroactive. Yes. We we get that he is speaking from a point in the future, thinking back on this experience that he had had in Djibouti. Um,
2: <laughs> I think back on those experiences every time,
0: yeah. too. Um, where, uh, you know, he and, and he's very open about this in, in the narration that he has sort of an irrational sort of both Attraction and dislike for yeah, disdain. Sentaine. Yeah. Um, and so it's, you know, we're seeing this um, you know, this group of recruits go through these training exercises with Galoop kind of leading them. And then, you know, we, we get into a situation where um he he decides to take uh some some pretty aggressive action towards against centaine
2: i think later, i though. think this is a film where you read the synopsis or you hear the synopsis yeah. and you think i do not want to watch this at all or what is this yeah and then you watch the film and it's so different i mean yes everything you said is true yeah but the feel of the film and what it's like i mean i can't believe i was going to watch a movie about the french foreign legion <laughs> in Djibouti <laughs> yeah. but Wow. I mean, I I guess I say that because I think it's possible that it's entirely fantasy. The whole that he's imagining this. Yeah, the whole everything that happens in Djibouti and all these things, it could just as well be pure creation of his mind,
1: or a. The fog of memory clouding what really occurred. Yeah, Yeah. Because at the very beginning, uh, he is in Mm Marseille. We learn later he was court-martialed and released from the legion. But but he's basically saying, I'm home in France, and I'm thinking back on what happened. Right. I mean, it's setting you up for this is a story told after the fact. Mm -hmm. And so I, I kind of have to agree with you. Now, are you saying, though, Ethan, that the style of the film is his memory or is this director showing you, you know, what happened in a very artistic way?
2: I think it's a poetic film. Yeah. Um, I think that both in terms of the voiceover narration, which he, he says very little dialogue ever. Mm-hmm. He, t- he does voiceover narration. Um, there's very little dialogue in the movie there's very little and
1: rather like montage
2: but set might pieces. we say more homoeroticism than you can cut oh with wow this this is oh. super super
0: homoerotic I mean the, <laughs> oh these my. guys these shirtless guys doing these exercises you know like crawling under wires um, d- d- doing push ups there's, that, there's All a these great things shot I can't do anymore. where you have the, the recruits you know the legionnaires who are training doing these push ups and uh, Galoop comes into it and he's, you know, shouting, you know, the commands or yeah. whatever and doing it with you them. Keep
1: up with me. I'm the elder here. Exactly yeah.
0: right. And he's smaller than the rest of them also too. I like, kind of love that, like, mm-hmm. th- here are these guys who are like the young guys who he's training and he's like easily the least like attractive 75% of sure, the size the of the rest of, of them. them. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's a, he's a rough and looking guy. And that's how we're,
2: we're introduced to him is that I believe that uh, they're dancing, right? Like yes. a nightclub scene. Yes. And... There's all these attractive people. And local that's important, folks. And the foreign legionnaires are in there. And then here's this guy who has this severe Talk acne. marks, yeah. Uh, not acne, but acne scars. Yeah. And he's kind of awkward trying to dance too. And that's our guy. Mm-hmm.
1: Sure is. It is uh, a film that has, I uh, watched it about four or five days ago. Uh-huh. And it has definitely stuck with me. Yeah. And my first viewing, I was kind of like, hmm. Seventh best film of all time, huh? <laughs> okay. Really? But I haven't gotten it out of my head.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, because Holy Mountain really, really leaps to mind. Long narrative tale mm-hmm. where very, very little happens. Yeah. The film is recounting the tediousness of their post. Yeah. They're there and they're not at war. They're just no, they're there. Just
2: out. In, the weird, unexplainable present on presence on foreign soil where they don't belong. They don't belong, right? and they wear these really ridiculous outfits. They do, and, and a very shorts, and a long very, series, right. a Nice, series. short shorts. The
1: French Legion has seven different hats. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have to have a big hat. <laughs> oh, box that's true. They they, they, yeah. they have the berets. Yeah. They've got the pillbox hats. <laughs> yeah. They've got they're several s- several ex- different hats. Precisely straight up. They're high doing top. Uh, aerial maneuvers that are dangerous. For no reason. They're building, they're digging in yeah. what seems to be horrible terrain to seemed, have to dig To in me, it to seemed make, like
2: it wasn't such a bad deal until they were doing that. Yeah. When they started digging, I was like, no, I don't want to do this. <laughs> they have the, uh, they're
1: ironing their, their uniforms. Got to get a perfect crease. Perfect yeah, crease very is very important, uh, but they're, they're ironing their uniforms in booty shorts and <laughs> topless. You know, yeah. I mean... For it's, a long, long, long time. And then at nighttime you're right. They booty go out, shorts,
0: not
2: Djibouti shorts, right? Well, I, I think in that
1: region they're actually referred okay. to as the native short. Okay. That would be the Djibouti short.
2: This right. is this is like the French art film version of the volleyball scene in Top Gun. That's oh, right.
0: That's very I, well you said.
1: You
2: know,
0: I had that very same thought. I'm like Really? Well, it's it's <laughs> for like ninety minutes. If, it's for like as if minutes. you took the volleyball scene and you yeah. blew it up to be the And entire instead
1: film. of Jennifer Connolly's bar where Miles Teller Ruins the movie with his Great uh, Balls of Fire. Gracious, yeah. uh, they go to the discos of yeah. the of the natives. Those are great scenes. Yeah.
2: Um, also, I'm
1: so- I, I don't, I, are we describing anything? I mean, I movie? don't know. I just
2: like it's poetic, right? It has those yeah. moments where you're just, oh my God, I love this scene. One of the greatest Neil Young song placements I've yes, ever heard. Yes, Like 90s deep cut Neil Young. Yes. And they're just marching across this barren landscape. Mm-hmm. And it's just, just, what are these guys doing? They're out in this crazy space. They don't belong there. And they're being forced to march across. Do they like it? Do they not? What? They're just doing it. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh
0: it's i think you're right there's a poetry to this film that the way that she approaches telling the story it's a simple story again like the last the last film um you you know that we were talking about both sides of the blade it's a love triangle um you know yes we have these other well he has a son and he's kind of dealing with some strife there his mom he's a little you know like there are these other elements there but here we've even stripped that away
2: It's a i I think you know
0: it it really is plunging us into galoop largely and his experience of this situation, but that no unfolded. questions answered. No, very few questions it, it, answered, and yet I don't have a lot of questions remaining. Okay, so
1: he hero worships that commanding officer. Yeah, there is a uh, accident uh, with some aircraft overseas, right. and uh, our our the young guy Centaine, yeah. uh, rescues uh, uh, rescues one of the people that is injured. Right. And then the the commanding officer's like, you are an example of exactly what our army, uh, the Legionnaires, should be. Breaking Gulip's heart. And Gulip's like, I've been trying to impress you all along. (laughs) And just uh, develops, as he describes, a completely untoward and irrational hatred of this guy. Who's an orphan, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Is it
0: tells um, that commanding officer later that you know he was found in the stairwell. Oh, that tell me about your mother. Tell me about your father. I don't. I have. Neither. Doesn't even know who, yeah. who his parents were. Right. <laughs> and, well, well. it was. A, it was a good. father. Yes. That <laughs> it, his like he's reaction a dirt store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's. But I think, you know, right there, it's. There's something so, primal about the story, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's definitely about the you know feelings it, it's about feelings it's about the repressed feelings the sort of t- the deep bonds between these men who are in these kind of situations like can't i can't articulate I mean,
2: their feelings dave this they is can just the, talk about their this feelings. this is a
0: room with three guys who've not done any military service right i mean the three nope. of us and i yeah. was in the boy scouts hey That's- <laughs> me too. how far did you get for real
1: Eagle, Eagle Scout, he didn't baby. You need one all the way. Yeah. yeah. What's the one under that? Life. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and kind of a crappy badge, like a big heart. Yeah, the heart. Like, like go a Keep little further and get the good one. Keep trying. Yeah. Should have done it, but I moved. <laughs> well, <laughs> then maybe you guys have that, and,
0: and I think we all do. Like whatever, you're, but like you enter those homosocial spaces, mm-hmm. right, where it's like it's all the guys. Which now I know Boy Scouts isn't, but when you guys were doing it, that was the case. It oh, was yeah. only it was only it guys. Was. Um, and you know you can imagine like there are these deep bonds that get formed there are these sort of um, affiliations right like you're the one who I'm you know you're my right-hand guy you're the guy I, you know you're the one I look up to you're the and how Mm. deep and passionate those kind of relationships can be and we're often I think as guys encouraged not to think about the full depth of that
2: let me give you an example dave okay let's hear, this. let's hear it let's
1: hear it not you and your scout master no
2: I, I want to be absolutely clear i had this is no going to be a homosexual sexual experiences moment. while i was in the boy scouts with Good. anyone that would have been age appropriate or inappropriate uh-huh. but i will say that uh kind of explain like the whole attitude about how you should treat your bodies and being with men was that in every single campsite at the summer camp that everyone in south texas went to camp caronqua yeah and okay. they have since changed this but back in the 80s and in the 70s and every before that each campsite has a latrine uh-huh. with a double seater pit toilet okay the idea being you're supposed to sit next to a dude right like no wall. right next no
1: to him. wall no door no door nothing
2: gotcha. and just you know yeah go to town and Do be anything. like everything's okay okay yeah. and I'm sure some people might have taken advantage of that situation. Not me. Did but you
1: guys in junior high or or high school in gym class have open showers yes. like just like yes, seven sure. spigots yes. coming yeah. out the wall sure. in a big square? Yeah. Yes, I that, never liked that. I never, liked that. Is sixth I never grade, grade, man. liked that.
2: First day of sixth grade. What are we? Who's going to shower? Who's not going to well, shower? Who's going to shower? He's and who's going to share in there? What's going to happen underwear.
1: in the shower? Meaning pointing, laughing. You know.
2: And not only that, I will tell you. This not is at me, dream. of course. I will out in Puerto in. is high school in 1985 1986 when Mm -hmm. i was in the sixth grade not only did we have a shower with all wide open like that right but at the same class time high school p.e class oh wow using the same locker room and showering oh with the high school guys and the junior high guys yes yeah
1: so, while in the probably in the adjacent female one and oh. not to mention the holes that we drilled in the walls, right guys? Please, yeah, we remember? did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do that. But they probably had shower stalls. Yeah. Like women deserve this and men do not. That was the weirdest part of it all. Like yeah. it yeah, exists. you got you've
2: got to be able to exist around yeah. naked dudes and not.
1: But in the French Foreign Legion in Djibouti, well, it here. was like a shirtless so grappling sh- sh- shirtless Oh, I love that scene. Yeah. They're just like grappling with one another. Yeah. Or How about like when they're yoga s- poses? Under, un, underwater with minutes. knives.
2: Yeah. Right. Like, um, That's sparring underwater. That's what I was thinking. Underwater. It's kind of fun. Like, yeah. you got your fins and your knife yeah. and your.
1: But that goes on for an hour before we get kind of into the tenser, like, yeah. More tense, rather, um,. Uh, yes, th- the the sabotage yeah. of uh... Centaine Thank you. Yeah. can we? Yeah.
2: Can, do you think we can talk about the, Dave? I know you've been dying to talk about the last scene. Oh my god! Can we talk I got, about so
0: it? So let's right before we get there, because what we ultimately lead to is you know uh, Galoop takes them out to this remote area where they're doing this digging and they're you know like these exercises or whatever. Right, and he decides he's going to essentially leave centaine for dead it, under the pretense of, um, punishment, he, punishment for, I'm trying to
1: remember what was the thing that he sitting? gave water to the guy that was having to dig the like, hole. He made the, yeah. The and, then they, and then they punched him. What they, did that
2: dude do anyway? Nothing.
1: Yeah. It was, it was a la- elaborate ruse to because right. he knew would right. give him water. Exactly. And when, okay, so another, so he dreams up, he, he creates
0: a scenario yeah. where he can justify and at least in his own mind, rationalize, right. leaving him behind um, if I can, sab- his compass, sabotages his compass. Right, sabotages his compass, leaves him behind in this like sort of desert area. And
1: you walk back to camp,
0: and that he has to walk back. Um, he With ends the compass. At, it doesn't right, hoping that he's going to die. Now he, he he doesn't quite. I mean, we we actually see a little bit later that he he survives
2: miraculously. Some people stumble. A family stumbles including upon him. his. Yeah, his squeeze is his, right? Like his, his um. All right, edit out this part. No, that's OK. The, with, Galoop's girlfriend, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So he, you know, but Galoop goes back and, you know, Centaine never comes back to to the Legion and- Presumed dead. Right. And so then the commanding officer, Forestier, sort of, you know, eventually calls up uh, Galoop on charges and he, yeah. and he's that's what pushes him out. Now, we then kind of, we do see the sequence where Galoop is sort of, you know, b- makes his bed military Despondent. style. Yeah. Um, oh man, twice. Is, yeah, has, um, has his gun out on his, I guess his pelvis, like right below his stomach there. He's, you know, he's laying on the bed. We get All a, signs c- point to he's going to We get a himself. close up of a tattoo on him that says what it, it's like Uh-oh. do your service and die basically. yeah <laughs> like, you know like do, do what's needed and then die and w- we're all but waiting for him to pull the trigger and i am like at that moment i'm thinking okay he's gonna shoot himself this is the end of this film what a depressing end instead cut he's back in the nightclub folks uh-huh. all by himself nobody else is there but he's got the mirrored walls around him and he's with a banger the banger so over amazing. the pa and then the song The Rhythm of the Night that's right Eurodance classic Uh comes on and he with like all the swagger and grace that you could imagine cigarette lit kind of motioning with it he just starts doing these like nice little light moves and then gets real frenetic with it and then kind of pulls back and then gets a little bit frenetic again oh
1: listener if you could be in the room with us right now David's kind of doing doing it then
0: we get the credits we get initial credits we see all the main actors you know coming and then we cut back, and the motherfucker jumps up in the goddamn air, lands flat on the fucking floor, and does one of the most insane dances I've yeah. ever seen in my life. It was the most joyous, fun ending to a movie I have ever seen. This might be my favorite ending of a film ever. Like, I, <laughs> it,
1: I, it, I it appears this. on several like best endings. It of has my to time be. List. It has to be the
2: knowing this is ninety nine. It has to be the inspiration for uh, Napoleon Dynamite, right? <laughs> <laughs> I i'm not joking i'm not joking i think you know what you might be right you might it be right it has to be you which be previously right. i thought that was so brilliant yeah. it has to be david Ugh. this
1: was your first time to see the film
0: it was my first time to see the film i put this on i thought i was maybe not even going to make it through the whole film because it like i can't i think you know i just put the girls to bed i was you know i put it on i'm like i'll start watching it tonight and i put it on. I watched like, I got about an hour. I'm like, well, there's only a half hour left. I'll stick with yeah, it. I, I think minutes. I can make this. And I'm, and I'm watching, I'm watching it. I'm like, I'm enjoying it. I like, and I think the homoeroticism, the, 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 poet, the triangle the, of power, yeah, the going poetic on. Like, uh, mm. uh, tableau. It, it was all working for me. It was all good. I was still on track to think this was a great film but it kicked to a hole i mean i literally i watched that ending and then I rewound, and I, and I rewound it and i watched it again and i rewound it and i watched it again and the next morning i showed that scene to my daughters like what do you think of this as the end of a movie and there has been nothing to prepare you for this and they looked at me like i was crazy
2: but <laughs> yeah, they i they needed loved to watch the it. other hour and a half
0: oh my god how did you guys feel about it?
2: you know what i got to say something okay. uh, listeners I'm the guy that texts the other dudes and says, hey, guys, I haven't finished the movies yet. Can we start late? Uh, And they said, yeah, you really – Dave said, you have to watch the ending. Yeah. I didn't know. I stopped as soon as the first credits no.
0: showed up. No! Oh, you missed... Okay, we're going to watch it after this. I All right, we're going to watch imagine- it together. Oh, you we'll miss- have a reaction I mean, You already know bonus, how intense right? it is. Yeah, but- no, no it's was it amazing. Gets- he kicks it up to Clair- another...
1: Claire Denis invented the post-credit sequel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Take yeah is- Marvel. She deserves I her say, own like, Marvel movie. If
0: Marvel did something like this, oh, I would I would be back on board. I could get back into Marvel. <laughs> That's kind of a... You
1: yeah, just have to sit through
2: Mania to get to that good point. I Tropic <laughs> Thunder. The seek uh, inter- sequel the Tropic Thunder when uh, Tom Cruise is doing. Yeah, his big the, le- fat the less you know, whatever that. Yeah. That yeah, that
1: was... I was not into this the first hour ten. Okay. It, it's a David. We're gonna like make our T-shirts. It, it, this movie requires a theatrical screening because you cannot be distracted. And I think it, it, it would have been better. If oh, I without a doubt. It. And if you were stuck, quote unquote, with the tableau in front of you, it would be an experience where, because the question we've been asking Ethan at the end of these is, do you understand the top 10 films right. of all time designation that the film has received? I don't know if I'm there on this one mm. for the first time since we've started this series. But like I've said, it has stuck with me. It is breathing through me. And hearing David's reaction to that, and yes, the ending sequence is that good. Yeah. I, I, I might be watching it again tonight if this insomnia doesn't go away.
0: Well, and it does, And you know, I mean, the the spectacle of it is one thing, and that, that was a lot. I mean, I really enjoyed that. But then to think about, because then it was like the next few days, just thinking about like, oh, what is she, what's the statement that's being made there, right? Like, we see this man... It, all logical um thought would have us believe that he's about to off himself that he's about to end it because well, he did he, we assume i guess right that's oh his you mind, this man. is he, well but that's it is that's that not him real. is that him in like yeah. s- is that him in the afterlife yes. is that him in, okay that's how you read
1: oh, that no sure, no i didn't sure. take it that way well, at he, ha- all i Come didn't on. take it
2: that way at all he, he lays does... down like this with the yeah. gun pointed towards no, his head like... no it seems no agree. but he there's the difference between pessimists and optimists in the room. <laughs> maybe he's got. He knows the night. That cl- dude is dead. No, I think that this is him
1: not being a soldier any longer at the nightclub that he's been at prior to today. Oh, and, yeah. Like in I, other I words, love you for saying that, Joe. If I'm if I'm if I'm losing what I know, let me go out for one more night and be the me that maybe I should be. And you know, we have we've we've flirted with, we talked about the idea of homoeroticism, and I mean. Is this a gentleman that is um, been desirous yes. of yeah of the young soldier the entire time? Well, and there's Does a line about repressed, the, or is uh, it
2: at the beginning? You know the the guy that the command commandant that he idolizes. He yeah. says a line that there is a rumor about him, right? And it for me, he he says it about the commandant. There's a rumor about him in this, and doesn't right. pursue that at all.
1: For me, that
2: was like there's a rumor that he's gay. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Yeah. But they don't, there's no Brookbat Mountain to this at all. I mean. No, it, it, we don't. We it, never get it, it is, there. No. It is alluded to through just the eroticism of the male figure in military training that yeah. w- one would see, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but it's done, I read an article about, or a review about how it's classically a female director here. Because mm-hmm. she can present in a way that maybe a male director in 1999 couldn't have. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this film. It, I did. I, and Holy Mountain, I think, is valid here. I, I can't... For some reason, just the, the tableaus of... Yeah. Tableau is the, the word of the night for me. Uh, all the vistas that they're yeah. in, in that um, African setting. Yeah. The salt uh, lake. Yes. Well, the, in the, the water the, is
0: beautiful. It's like this rich oh, blue water that they're surrounded right, by. Right, there's it,
1: There's terrain, but also it when... It makes you want to get a glimpse of Djibouti. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's visually stunning. I mean, it is. it's really like you could grab... You could can can grab
2: Djibouti screen- by the just shake it. <laughs> All right. You really could. <laughs> like a
1: Polaroid. But,
0: but no, but I mean, there are there were several points in it where I thought, oh, if I just took a screen grab of this and, you know, put this up on a wall, like it blew it up and just had that picture on the wall, it would
1: yes. be
2: a beautiful piece to, right. to have people see.
1: The, the guy's ironing is the one you'd want to do. The
0: shot- <laughs>
2: Sean. The, the shot's great, though. The, well, I did stop and think, like, really, would they set those ironing boards out there in the alley like that? <laughs> the the <laughs> shot
0: when uh, Centaine and Galoop are like circling each other. Yeah, you know what I'm talking right. about. And they kind of come in like that was just beautiful. To me, that did not occur. It, it, yeah. prob, probably no, it, 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 right? I think that's Galoop's
1: vision right. of what happened. That, that's yes. the two of them, yeah, 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 literally yeah. two dogs, before you get into right. fight, circling one yeah. another. Yeah. This. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. This film's really, really good. It's.
0: It is brilliant, and it, and it has all that ambiguity. I mean, it, because like you say, Joe, it does not come right out, and like it, it doesn't become a homoerotic romance. It doesn't become. It's like it keeps it all a bit under the surface, um but it does so, and then it has that burst at the end, which is just. I mean, I'm really. It's you know, gonna. Be, it's right at the top when it comes to like. Film ending. Seriously, this gotta be. is probably my favorite ending to a film
2: ever. I was just thinking we we haven't mentioned score at all. I talked about the oh, New York yeah, yeah. but both yeah. these films have really Operatic, strong score. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, this yeah, one, yeah. I mean, as many years, you know, twenty four years between them, both of them really strong. Well, score. and
0: sh- and this one, so she took the score from uh, a lot of it from an opera. Based on Billy Budd, okay. that was done by Benjamin Britten. So, like the really bombastic, mm. like sort of over the top, very, very highly emotional kind of music. That was that Benjamin Britten stuff, which paired mixed with, with the, the br- images, "Rhythm of the Night," ri- mixed with "Rhythm of the Night." Neil Young, I mean, like Claire Denis, you take my money, <laughs> you deserve it all. I love you so much, and I really, I said it earlier in the episode. Finally, getting around to seeing this film that I knew about. I had known the title, and I've seen several of other, her other films over the years. Uh, it's making me realize I need to go back and watch every single one of her films because if she's
2: yeah 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 if These she's doing movies? stuff like this mm-hmm.
1: and she does, I need to see it all. Mm-hmm. All right. No good. Good call. Yeah. 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 I. I. Yes. I understand. I get the hype of this film undoubtedly, and um this series has been a godsend as far as filling in the blanks because i have not seen i had not seen tokyo story one time i had not seen in the mood for love i'm sad to say and i had not seen i haven't either next week i have seen mulholland drive three or four times yeah and we don't know what we're going to pair that with but uh we're going to have a fantastic guest maybe my favorite (laughs) And you will be next week. So if you want to play along at home with us, watch Mulholland Drive before the next one drops. Well, before
0: we get there, we need to talk about this beer we've been drinking uh, in the second half. Another hefty Imperial Stout, this time with raspberries, cocoa nibs, and uh, what was that other? Vanilla. Vanilla, right? Vanilla. And do not age. And and I wasn't supposed to age this. I think it withstood the aging. But I was going to say, guys, I... I think this, like, especially the berry Mm -hmm. is right there, right? I mean, I'm enjoying this quite a bit.
1: Yeah, this has been a uh, fantastic episode all around. Uh, Two successful beers, two successful movies. Yeah. Um, The Strike, uh, you know, like I said, Bottle Logic, we're no stranger to them, and they typically do some great product. But this is our first go-around with their um, collaborator, Cycle Brewing, out of St. Petersburg, Florida, and I, I think we should do what we can to kind of find some more stuff from them because I'm enjoying this very much. Yeah.
0: Well, I think we got some other Florida beers coming our way here uh, next week, maybe. So Just
2: don't have the Spanish Cedar highlight. Yeah, I heard. Cedar, yeah, it's yeah. A, Maybe we'll expand it's on that after our okay. yeah, highlight yeah.
1: we've done. It was like one of the first high lie, love two high lie, or three. But yeah. don't turn it into a tree. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be an interesting, interesting after Hours. I think so. Yeah, we could go <laughs> off in some fun
0: directions. <laughs> or and that's really the best thing about Beer in a Movie is that the conversation doesn't end here on these main episodes. Um, certainly it extends into After Hours, but you can also find us on social media. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. Um, and I especially want to encourage folks to find us on Discord. We have a group there under the name Beer and a Movie. The conversation continues, and that is exactly what we do there is we talk about all things beer, all things movies, and all things that we're just doing as well, Listen, what we're listening to, what food we're making, you know, what, what's generally going on. So come there and check that out.
1: Oscar talk last night? That's
0: right, during the telecast. We were kind of doing some uh, live chatting during that. Um, we also already mentioned that we're going to extend this conversation ourselves, and that Patreon subscriber only after hours bonus episode. If Get you'd it. like to catch up with that, please just go to sign up at patreon.com/slash beer and a movie podcast. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and also we know you're probably listening on your favorite podcast platform. But before you leave, that why don't you give us a, a rating and leave us a review? We hope you'll make it five stars so that the algorithm can do what it do yeah and put us out there as an option for more listeners you've just experienced another ambiguous somewhat uh homoerotic <laughs>
2: Joe <laughs> is in the room
0: episode of uh beer and a movie
1: until <laughs> next time if it weren't for fornication and blood <laughs> we wouldn't be here <laughs>